but one of the biggest complaints I get from moms is that they don't have time. Yes. I don't have enough time. I don't have time for a nap. I don't have time for um, all the stuff that's on my to-do list. And you really do. You just have to evaluate what you're giving your time to. The priorities. You need to mark off because not everything is for us to do. But we struggle with that because we don't set those boundaries with people in the beginning. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed stressed out and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have here on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Shonda Jones. Welcome to the show, Shonda. Hello, so glad to be here. We're glad to have you here. So Shonda is a mother of 25 years to five children and a nurse of 18 years. She works with busy moms to set clear, healthy boundaries so that they can have the time and energy for themselves. Shonda helps moms reduce the daily stress and overwhelm so that they can rediscover who they are and set the boundaries needed to help them reclaim their life. So today, Shonda and I are going to talk about what, what else but boundaries? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so Shonda, I read a little bit about, about your, your bio, but why don't you share with us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today? Okay, so um, I started coaching probably about two years ago, but it started way longer than that. So probably about eight years ago, I was married to my kid's dad and came to a point where I just, I was frustrated every day. I was so mad at everything. Like nothing could go right. And I'd done all the things I was supposed to do in my mind. Like I'd gotten the degree. I'm a nurse. I've got the good job. We have a house. We have a car. We have kids. We have all the stuff, but something was missing. I just, I didn't feel appreciated Um, I felt like everybody expected me to just do. And in that process, I found myself in therapy and sitting in the therapist's office, I will never remember, uh, forget it. It was a really, really hard day, but I was sitting in my therapist's office and she asked me to write down 10 things that I do for myself. I imagine that was really hard for you to do. Even if if you're not in that space now, if you can think of a time when you were really struggling with who you are just as a woman and somebody says, well, what do you do for yourself? Write those things down. And I couldn't even think of three things. And I just sobbed in that office that day. 
Um, but that set me on this journey of who am I and what is it that I do for me? I was frustrated because my husband wasn't doing what I felt like he needed to do for me. My children weren't reciprocating what I felt like I was giving to them. And in some ways, my friends too, and my job, you know, it's like I show up, I work hard, but I still got to jump through hoops to get days off or, you know, I get these really hard assignments. And so I really started to look at what I do for me. And what I realized was I wasn't asking anybody for what I needed. I wasn't setting those boundaries in my life that would help people to give me back what I needed. I was just the yes man. So um, as I went on- It was so long since you asked yourself what you needed that you, and you were getting frustrated because they didn't know what you needed. Right. And, and, you know, that's a funny thing is like, you don't even realize it. You, you, you feel like it's just automatic, like, but that's when you realize that you are just existing. You're just kind of going through life and waking up every day and doing the things that you know that you're supposed to do and not really living. Right. Um, but I started to have this conversation more and more and more like the, the, I work night shift. And so on our downtime, that's what we would be talking about. Like, oh my gosh, my life is a mess. You know, nobody appreciates me. My kids are, they're becoming teenagers and they're ungrateful. And, you know, my husband just thinks I'm supposed to cook and clean. And, <laughs> you know, all of those things that we say. And I just realized I was having those conversations and like, well, what are you doing for you? You can't expect somebody else to give you what you aren't willing to give to yourself. Right. You know, so that's kind of how I got here. Okay, that story is so familiar. And <laughs> I have heard it so many from so many women, right? Like they I love that exercise that your therapist had you do. And that was kind of a wake-up call. And I've been on calls with women and they just have cried, like that they don't even know what it is that they like to do, much yeah. less what they do for themselves, because yeah. it's been so long since they've had that and that's that's why so many moms do lose themselves after becoming mm -hmm. a mom because we get wrapped in doing all of the other things and taking care of everyone else and the attention turns from us and then it, one day just like happened to you you realize <laughs> yeah <laughs> you realize that hey yeah I, I don't know what it is that I want to do or that I like to do or the, what I need and you don't because you get used to that like even making dinner I mean I'm sure you probably do you're like hey babe what would you like for dinner like yeah. you don't even know what, what you, you would like. eat <laughs> right right yeah yeah so so true so what what are boundaries like when you talk about boundaries and I know that you have a whole workshop that you teach boundaries like teach about boundaries mm -hmm. what how would you define boundaries or like what do they look like what are boundaries? So when I talk about boundaries, um, it's really just the same definition as what you would look up. So when you look in the def in the dictionary, it talks about like having a border. It is the outline, like your fence between you and your neighbor kind of acts as a boundary. And how I apply that to my life is I, I ask women to think about that fence. You are teaching people how to treat you. You are, you are giving people access or limiting their access based on the boundaries that you set. And so that's how I really look at boundaries. 
when I'm talking to moms. So I know that there's more than just like, when I think of boundaries and it's like elementary level and that fence, right? Like how our boundaries are fluid and they change based on who we let in and who, you know, the stranger danger, our, our boundaries, our fence is going to be way out there. Whereas like that personal inside your bubble, you're going to let more people, especially if you're closer to them, like your spouse or your children, like enter that fence. So aside from the physical boundaries, what other kinds of boundaries are there? Well, there's your emotional boundaries. And when you talk about your emotional boundaries, it is, are you doing things that you don't really want to do? Like, I think that comes up a lot for women at work. Like, are you just the go-to person for all the extra assignments? And do you feel like you have to say yes because of the role you're in? It's really being able to say no to things that don't align with what you want to do. You know, and there's a, a little bit of fluctuation there at work because they put that clause in there and every other assignment as, <laughs> as uh, given to you by your boss. Um, but for the most part, it really is like, when I say yes, I'm saying no to me. Mm-hmm. So am I saying yes to something that I want? Am I saying yes to something that's going to help me grow? Am I saying yes to something that gives me some enjoyment, whatever that may be? And so we have those emotional boundaries. We have financial boundaries. Like, are you spending money that you don't have? (laughs) Are you spending money that um, you really need to use somewhere else? You know, so your boundaries come into play in all areas of your life, even your mental health. Like, are you allowing people into your space and into your world that don't make you feel good about yourself, that aren't adding to you as a person and helping you to grow and helping you to love the life that you're living every day. Yeah, I know that that that's hard to do, um, especially in, in with a lot of social media mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you are being proactive in removing toxic people, like people that aren't serving you, that aren't oh. that aren't good for your own mental health, but being uh, able to be in control, like this is something my husband and I, we always left that because he'll get so frustrated by what people are saying on social media. I'm like, just unfriend them. Like <laughs> we, we forget that we have that power. Right. And we're so willing to just give it away and then just be all frustrated and angry. And a lot of those feelings that you shared in the beginning, because we don't have that power, we give our power away instead of taking it back. And I think boundaries is a way okay. of taking that power back. Definitely. Definitely. When I teach about boundaries, we really talk about how you can regain because one of the biggest complaints, and I'm not sure if this is the same for you, but one of the biggest complaints I get from moms is that they don't have time. Yes. I don't have enough time. I don't have time for a nap. I don't have time for um, all the stuff that's on my to-do list. And you really do. You just have to evaluate what you're giving your time to the priorities you need to mark off because not everything is for us to do, but we struggle with that because we don't set those boundaries with people in the beginning. Right. Yeah. That, that is a huge, huge reason that comes up that not having the time, but you're right. You have to look at what you're using your time for and seeing if it's aligning with what you deem as important. And so many women, they, they struggle with, with feeling that they are important enough to, to prioritize because, you know, they, they, are so busy people pleasing 
and making sure that everyone else is okay, especially yep. moms, right? And then we end up putting our needs in the last, you know, in the back burner yeah. and not prioritizing what we need and making the time for those kind of activities that we know we need. <laughs> and it definitely comes down to discovering and sitting down and reflecting on what it is that you need. Yes. And that, that is a huge uh, thing that we work of, work on in my one-on-one coaching is one of the first things we do is we create your vision for your life and for your happiness, because most of us don't know, like we can't set boundaries around what you want. If you don't even have a picture of what that is, if you don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that sounds funny. Common sense, know? yeah. It sounds so funny, but I ask a lot of women like, can you tell me what it is that you're actually looking for? And I get a list of things that I don't want. Right. You get a mm-hmm. long list of, well, I, I don't want somebody who treats me like this. And I don't want somebody who talks to me this way. And I don't want my kids to do this. And I don't want a job that does this. But I need you to express to me what you do want. Right. Focus on that. Struggle with being able to flip those around. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about um, social media, it is so funny like I don't even think we realize how much we give to this cyber world (laughs) like (laughs) like I don't I don't think we realize how much of our emotional self um, our mental Mm well-being our physical well-being that we give to social media but they have I'm not sure if you know but they have added to their app where you can look on there and see how much time you spend on their app oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it is. It was on um, just what was it on? I got an Apple phone for a short amount of time, and I saw that because the Android didn't have that, or I didn't have this the, the setting marked or something like that. And it was just just the amount of time I spent on the phone was eye opening, and I was like, oh, that's got to it's got to change. But again, unless you know it, you can't uh-huh. change it, right? Like right. you just keep going on. And being affected and not realizing what it is that can change. Absolutely. Once you realize power, knowledge is power for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to make the changes. You got to do something about it. So what does life look like when women don't set healthy boundaries? Are you new to self-care and you're not really sure what you could be doing to fill your bucket? Are you struggling to find time to even do anything for yourself? then I've got a resource for you. I've compiled a list of over 50 ideas of ways that you can practice self-care, all of which take less than 20 minutes to do, are free or close to it, and can be done in and around your house. If you have time to scroll through social media, which can many times make you feel worse about yourself, then you have time to make yourself feel more energetic fulfilled, and ready to face what life throws at you. To grab your copy of the self-care ideas list, go to www.momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas or click the link in the show notes of today's episode. So what does life look like when women don't set healthy boundaries? Um, it's different for different people. Uh, but primarily what I see is there's this underlying unhappiness. It's just a very general, this is not what I imagine life to be like. 
and I'm not really sure how I got to this place. So, you know, that may be staying in a job that you don't like or in a relationship or not, um, or just getting up and doing things on your to-do list and really having no reason for them. And I say reason like this because yes, you know, the laundry has to be done. Yes, you know, the dishes have to be done, but it's almost like those automatic, um, like you're living your life on autopilot. Um, you don't really have purpose is a lot of what I hear. Like I'm struggling with my purpose. Um, you spend more time doing than being okay. um, and really like showing up as a human and a, as a woman first, instead of all of the roles that you play. Right. And then there's those emotional pieces, the anger, the frustration, the resentment um, that comes from not feeling like you can tell people what you need from them. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And I love that you brought up the fact of, of doing instead of being, because that's something that many of the super moms struggle with is, okay. is doing more thinking that they have to do all of the things. And then one of the biggest struggles that they have is being, is, is in that being like just being fully present in the yes. moment because you're constantly thinking of all that you should be doing or that when I say should, <laughs> That is, you know, your own expectations. Those are the shoulds that you put on yourself rather than taking that step back and reflecting and, and living more with that purpose or with the daily intention of what it is that's going to make your life more meaningful. Definitely, definitely. And that, I think when you say should, like I totally relate to that because I think that that's what we were taught. Like that's what we learned, mm -hmm. not necessarily from our families, but from society. And from watching other people on social media, like I have people who look at me and they're like, you're a wife, you're a nurse, you've got five kids, your kids are busy, you have, you know, your daughter does competition dance and she plays softball and your boys play basketball and you guys are always going and always doing. And I tell people like, don't look at what I post online. Don't, right, don't right, look at the highlight reel. <laughs> look at my life through social media yes I am blessed and I am fortunate to be able to do the things that I do but I am still human mm -hmm. and I still have to be intentional about my my downtime and putting out time for me and really showing up for me and just being who I am instead of wife mom nurse right in the roles all of those things Right, yeah. right. I know I always say I'm like, I, I don't think to pull out my camera and capture like the moments that I'm not doing things like <laughs> when things aren't going really well. Like, yeah, that's the time I'm like, oh, let me capture this. Like when things when I'm falling apart, I'm not gonna pull out my camera and capture it. Sorry. <laughs> like to give you a reality view, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you gotta remember that though, when you're looking through other people's highlight reels. But that's what we do. We compare. And so mm -hmm. we find ourselves like. I wish my life were that way. Feeling it inadequate. Yeah. Yes. But it, like we really have to accept where we are and then take steps to change what we want, not based on what somebody else has or somebody else is yes. doing. Right. And I think boundaries play a huge part in that. I agree. I agree. So what are some ways that um, some tips that you can offer for ways that it to to make to create some healthier boundaries well we've kind of talked about them um one of the biggest 
tips that I give to my clients is to first take a 10, 15 minutes to sit down and just think about what it is that you really want different. You can look around and you can see, uh, I don't really like this, or I don't want this this way. What is it that you would change? And then think about how you would go about changing that and then do it. Mm-hmm. That's not one of the biggest ways. It's just like realizing where you are and then doing what you can to get where you're wanting to go. Right, taking that's where where we come in as coaches to help mm-hmm. you know people recognize what that is because my myself I was so frustrated at that time eight years ago I couldn't have I couldn't have wrapped my mind around that you know right to navigate <laughs> the action steps and all of that yeah I couldn't have I just knew something wasn't right so that would be my biggest step is to really think about what it is that isn't right. Um, the second thing of course would be to take the steps to do it Mm -hmm. and then the the third thing that I would say is learn how to communicate okay learn how to communicate communicate those boundaries what it is that you want right so once you know what they are what it is that once you know what you want and then you start start to take steps toward it you're gonna get pushback but it's all about communicating what it is like you don't owe people explanations if they say hey girl you want to go to lunch on Friday like oh well no I really need to do this and this and they don't need all that just like I'm not available on Friday can we do Tuesday Mm -hmm. next week like getting out of feeling like we have to always explain ourselves away and and make other people feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. our no it's okay to just say I'm not available to do that, or I don't want to do that. <laughs> so important. It's so important. Because when you come from it, like this gets into a whole other subject, which we won't get into today, but like we fear so much of what other people are going to think about. And we, and we equate assertiveness with aggression. Mm-hmm. And we feel like that people are going to be so taken aback and hurt by us setting clear boundaries but really you're you're doing them a favor you're letting them know what it is you're giving them that opportunity to absolutely and you're letting them know what to expect from you when you are when you are fluid and you just kind of go with the flow and you can you might be hot one day you might be cold the next Mm -hmm. but when you set the boundary you're consistent with the boundary and you know how, how to just say I'm not available today right. or no, I don't no. want to do that. That's not something I want to do and right. be, and be able to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. It also keeps people from feeling like they can sway you in a different direction. People feel like they can offer you suggestions to help you do what they want to do. It opens the door for people to feel like they can help you problem solve. Like mm-hmm. she would go to lunch with me if she didn't have to go to this appointment. So can I help her? her? <laughs> <laughs> when you just say, no, I'm not available, like, and yes. leave it at that. Right. Yeah. And it does take some skills to get there to, and yes. to get, yes. get in that cut zone to be comfortable enough to be able to say that. Definitely. And I think what I found in that part is the the feeling worthy. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned a little bit yeah. ago, is feeling like I deserve to say I don't want to do something right. and they're not going to stop loving me because of it, or they're not going to stop being my friend because of it. Like my people are still going to be my people. 
And if they aren't, they aren't your people. They're not worth being your people, right? Right. So Shonda, what is your favorite way to practice self-care? Ooh, so every year, and I haven't gone this year, and I, and to be all honest and transparent on this, um, this video with you, I usually go on a annual vacation by myself. I'm doing it next, next week. <laughs> it's my second annual. It's my second annual. <laughs> Tell me more about it. So, um, I like water. Water is my safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what they call it, but there's a term for it and I can find it for you because a friend was asking me about it, but it's where you connect to a certain place in nature and water is my space. Okay. And so I usually will go to a beach a couple of nights by myself with a book and a journal. And I come back so refreshed. It's like the saltwater drive, mm-hmm. um, the, the ocean water. <laughs> it drugs, it like pulls me to the water. Um, but I feel so clean and so fresh and so clear-minded. Mm-hmm. And so that's usually what I do um, each year. Okay. A day to day is my 15 minutes in my car. Okay. <laughs> What do you do in your car? That's, that's nothing. Refuels you. Okay. Like, like Giving yourself I, that space. When I get off of work, it's that that kind of transition between work and home. Mm-hmm. I will pull in my garage, turn the car off, and sit there. And, and the kids the buffer. Come out. <laughs> they they used to come out and say, "Hey, mom, you're home." Blah 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 blah. But again, setting that boundary and saying, "I'm going to take a few minutes." And I'll be in in a minute. And it took a couple of times of saying that, but they don't really come out anymore. Yeah. You know, they know I'm coming in. But that's my chance to let go of work because I want to leave work at work and prepare myself to be who I'm going to be at home and just to give myself some space. Love it. Love it. So, are there any books that you would recommend to the listeners or any book that has greatly impacted your life? Hmm. There are so many books. This is always a hard question. I know. <laughs> there are so many books. So, um, of course, the Bible, like I, I'm very faith-filled. Um, but this is probably the most, and I'm actually working on right now, Atlas of the Heart. I don't know if you're a fan of Brene Brown. I but am, yeah, yeah teaches about vulnerability and shame and boundaries. Um, And so I'm reading her newest book right now, but this one, it's called Woman Evolve. Okay. And it's Sarah Jakes Roberts, Break Up With Your Fears and Revolutionize Your Life. And she, um, I don't know if you know her, but she Mm -hmm. is Pastor T.D. Jakes' daughter. And she takes it all the way back to the beginning, like, how we feel about Eve and what we think Eve did. And do we think that Eve messed us up or can we give Eve grace? And if we can give Eve grace for creating sin in the world, right. can we find the, the space to give ourselves grace okay. in all of the things that we've done in our lives and really just uncovering who you are, mm-hmm. where you're struggling and giving you some practical next tip, uh, next steps to just kind of live your life on your terms. Yeah, it sounds like a, a great book for like self-forgiveness. 
Yes. Yes. So where can listeners find you, Shonda? Hmm. So I spend most of my time on um, Facebook. Um, It's just Shonda Jones. Um, I have a Facebook group. It's called Live Fuller with Shonda. I love the life you already have because that's what I think boundaries help you do. You know, we spend a lot of time as women chasing. When I lose the weight, I'm going to be happy. When I, when my husband and I get our marriage together, we're going to be happy. Or when I get a man, I'm going to be happy. Or when I get the job that makes more money, I'm going to be happy. But I want to challenge you to know that you can be happy right now today. Like you've already done the work. You've already created the life that you wanted. Like you wouldn't be here if you didn't create it. (laughs) And so (laughs) like really challenging you to love where you are right now. So that's what we um, talk about in my group. Um, And that, like I said, it's love the life you already have. And then you can also find me on Instagram. It's live fuller with Shonda. All right. And all of Shonda's links are going to be in the show notes or in the comment section of today's episode. Shonda, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking with you and having this great conversation. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting. (laughs) I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you'd like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself, and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.